Welcome to the newest Eden Center podcast, Building Ourselves Through Parsha. Our host, Karen Miller-Jackson, will use the Parsha to explore an aspect of social, emotional, or physical well-being relevant for 21st century life and its challenges. Karen is a certified Matan Moralalacha, Jewish educator, writer, founder of Kivun Lashirut, a guidance program for religious girls, and creator of Power Parsha. Consistent with the Eden Center's goal of enhancing women's spiritual life through Torah and Mikvah, Karen's insights, we hope, will serve as a springboard for self-introspection and discussion. Hello, everyone. In today's Building Ourselves podcast, I would like to focus on the question of how we recharge ourselves. I recently heard an appropriate metaphor for this. How often do you look at your phone to check if the battery is low and if you need to plug it in to recharge the battery? If you are like me, for sure, it's a few times a day. Yet, how often do we check in on ourselves and see if our battery, be it physical or emotional, is running low and needs a recharge? This week's Parsha, Chukat, relates to this theme. The Parsha reports the death of Miriam, and immediately following that states that B'nai Israel cries out for water. The Midrash draws a connection between these events. Not only were the people upset by Miriam's death, but also because they lost their source of water in the Midbar. And the children of Israel, the whole congregation, came into the wilderness of Tzin in the first month, and the people resided in Kadesh. And Miriam died there and was buried there. And there was no water for the congregation, and they assembled themselves together against Moshe and against Aaron. Rashi explains that a well of water traveled alongside the people in the desert through the merit of Miriam. When she died, it disappeared. And there was no water for the congregation. From this we learn that until Miriam's death, they had water thanks to the merit of Miriam. The depiction of Miriam's well in the Midrash becomes a symbol of sustenance, leadership, recharging, and refuah. Let's take a look at the sources. The Gemara in Tanit states that Moshe, Aaron, and Miriam were a triumvirate, providing the three basic needs for the people in the Midbar. Three good leaders, Parnasim Tovim, stood for Israel, and these are them, Moshe, Aaron, and Miriam. And three good gifts were given into their hands, and these are them, the well, the bear, the cloud, and the man. The well was because of the merit of Miriam, the cloud because of the merit of Aaron, and the man because of the merit of Moshe. Why is Miriam associated with the well and water? In fact, this connection is hinted at elsewhere. Her name has the letters Mem Yud Mem Maim in it. Her first appearance is by the Nile to protect Moshe. Some interpreters say this is why she was rewarded with the well. She guaranteed Moshe's salvation from water, and for that, she sustains B'nai Israel with water in the desert. Also, at Kriyat Yamsuf, when Moshe sings Az Yashir, Miriam sings too. Here, like in the Gemarantanit, Miriam and Moshe are portrayed as partners in leadership. Miriam and the women acknowledge the miracles of Hashem through song, particularly related to water. Perhaps strengthening this connection between the well of water and Miriam, Parshat Chukat mentions a unique be'er, a well, one chapter after Miriam's death, when it states, Umisham be'era. 
היא הבאר אשר אמר השם למשה, אסוף את העם ואתנע להמים. אז ישיר ישראל את השירה הזאת, עלי באר ענולה. And from there they traveled to Be'er, that is, the well, whereof the Lord said to Moshe, Gather the people together, and I will give them water. Then sang Israel this song, Spring up, O well, sing ye unto it. A well which traveled in the desert alongside B'nai Israel, and could be called upon to provide water to recharge. This miracle is the one associated with Miriam. The Tosefta explains that the well was actually a rock which rolled alongside B'nai Israel and miraculously provided water when needed. Pirkei Avot alludes to the miraculous nature of the well when it teaches that it was one of the things created Erev Shabbat Bein Hashmashot, the period of day when it is unclear, is it daytime or is it night? This lack of clarity is no coincidence. The well and the water disappear and then reappear for sustenance and renewal. The question is, how do we fare during the time between, when the well is hidden or not giving water? How long can we sustain our faith that the water will return? How long do we push ourselves before we pause to take care of ourselves and recharge our bodies? The cyclical nature of the hidden and the revealed, of draining of energies and renewal, relates to the experience of immersing in the mikvah as well, a topic close to the heart of the Eden Center. In fact, the Lubavitcher Rebbe writes that Miriam's well not only provided drinking water to Am Yisrael in the Midbar, but also mikvah water for the women to immerse in, allowing couples to be together physically. Here too, the theme of Miriam's well is connected to providing a recharge, not only for ourselves, but also in our intimate relationships. And what happened next in the desert after Miriam's death? How did B'nai Israel obtain water? According to the sources, Miriam's well, which returned after her death in the schut of Moshe, disappeared completely once B'nai Israel went into the land of Israel. However, the Shulchan Aruch HaRav, the Ramah, and other halachic sources record the belief that Miriam's well travels the world from one Motzei Shabbat to the next, and provides healing to those who are unwell and who drink from it. Parshat Chukat and the Midrashic traditions regarding Miriam's well are like an oasis, a reminder to check in with ourselves and ask, how are we doing? Is it time to recharge? What are your wells and what are your ways of recharging? Let's not wait too long for the well to dry up, but instead sing, Ali Be'er, spring up, O well, and be well. Shabbat Shalom. This podcast is hosted by the Eden Center, whose goal is to reinvigorate the ancient female ritual of mikvah as a sacred space for women and use it as the natural platform it is to connect to Jewish women's health, well-being, and healthy relationships, enhancing Jewish women and family life. We invite you to visit our website, www.theedencenter.com, to learn more about our work in making mikvah relevant, welcoming, and meaningful. This episode is is recorded by Karen Miller-Jackson, edited by Mecca Shore, and is a product of the Eden Center. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please consider sponsoring a podcast in dollars or shekels at bit.ly backslash E-D-E-N-P-O-D. Additionally, give us a five-star rating, share this podcast on social media, and encourage others to subscribe. We welcome your feedback by email at podcasts at theedencenter.com.